0: So today, and to help us get into the life-changing events of the Advent season, we're starting a brand new sermon series called Luke's Christmas, where what we're going to be doing is taking the next five weeks to uncover and hopefully experience what Christmas is really all about. And the way we're going to be doing that is by simply letting the gospel of Luke and all of its power and all of its beauty speak for it self. Luke begins 1, 5 through 6. It says this, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and the statues of the Lord. But, and this is the big but you want to pay attention to here, they had no child. They had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were well advanced in years. Which, when you think about it, is a really strange way to start a story about God coming into the world, right? We've heard these stories so many times, we don't take a moment and sit and go, wait a minute, why does Luke start the story in this way? Well, what I want you to notice is that what Luke is actually doing by introducing us to this childless couple at the beginning of this story is actually giving us a hint if we know what to look for that reveals that what is about to happen through this particular couple, Zach and Liz, is something that's going to change the world forever. And the reason we know this or the reason we can see this is because what Luke is trying to get us to see here is that what is happening here, what is happening in this moment with this couple? is like what happened to Abraham and Sarah in the book of Genesis. Or remember that Abraham and Sarah, like Zach and Liz, at one point were also old and not able to have a child. But then, because of God's intervention, when Sarah was like 93 years old, which is one of my favorite stories to tell. Can you imagine a lady 93 years old and a husband 99 giving birth to a child? Well, that's that's the way the story goes. They finally have this child. And what's so significant about this particular child that they didn't think they'd be able to have is that their child Isaac was the child that God used to found the nation of Israel. Or he was the miracle child that God used to to bring about his plan of the salvation and the restoration of all things. Or to really put this into perspective, the birth of Isaac was so significant that if Isaac was never born, there is no nation of Israel. And if there is no nation of Israel, there's no Moses, there's no law, there's no scripture, there are no judges, there's no prophets, there's no great kings, there's no tabernacle or temple, there's no these people living in relationship with God, which is the foundation of the transformation of the world, which ultimately means that the birth of Isaac is one of the biggest single moments in the history of the world because all of that begins with him. So what Luke is doing by connecting these two stories in a very Jewish way, the Jews would have picked this up right away because that's how their minds thought, is actually proclaiming that what we are about to learn in the story of Zach and Liz is as big as what happened in the birth of Isaac. This is world-shattering. This is world-changing. So let me show you how this connection is made. It goes like this. Once when he, Zachariah, was serving as a priest before God and his section was on duty, he was chosen by Lot according to the custom of the priesthood to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and to offer incense. Or what Luke tells us here is that as Zach is serving as a priest in the temple, he is chosen by Lot, which means he is chosen by God, to go into the temple itself and offer incense. And what you need to know about this particular priestly task is that Zachariah is being called to enter into the very building where the Jewish people believe God lived. Or God is most fully present in this very building. And so what Zachariah is going to do is he's going to walk into that building and offer up the prayers of the people in the very presence of the creator of the universe. I mean, can you imagine? We we read these stories and we don't think about the significance of it. Can you imagine walking into a building where the very presence of God is? But strangely, Zach is doing this priestly duty. This happens, right? So that's magnificent enough. And then this happens. Now, at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Or all of a sudden, Zach is standing in the most holy place, offering up the prayers of the people, doing this thing that he has been called to do. An angel from out of nowhere just shows up which was not a warm and fuzzy experience for Zachariah. No, he is absolutely terrified, frozen with fear. Maybe he's even shaking. When Zachariah saw him, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him, which, by the way, is the most common reaction people have when experiencing angels in the Bible. Now, I think most of us today think, oh, yeah, I want an angel to show up in my life. It's going to be this magnificent, you know, I'm going to get chill bumps and everything. No, 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 It's scary. It's absolutely terrifying. So in the midst of all this terror, the angel then goes on to explain what's about to happen. He says this, Do not be afraid, Zachariah, for your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Or as you can see, the reason why this angel has showed up is to tell old man Zachariah that his prayers for a child, which mind you is something that he has been praying for since he got married, which is a huge, huge deal in the ancient world. Because if you do not have children, you are seen as a curse. So this is a big, big deal to him. So the angel shows up and tells him that his prayers have been answered. And the reason why that's absolutely breathtaking, the reason why that's absolutely strange is because what Luke is alluding to here by calling this couple old is that his wife is well past menopause. And as all of you know, a woman past menopause can't have a child. But here it is, the announcement that she is going to have a child. Which then is the very thing that connects the story to Abraham and Sarah, right? Right? Sarah was 93 years old, past menopause. Then you have Elizabeth. The same thing, she's probably not as old, but pretty old. And the same thing is happening, right? And what all of that proclaims in the Jewish mindset, what all of that should bring together, is that Zach and Liz's child is not just going to be an ordinary child. No, this child, like Isaac before him, is going to be used by God. To change everything about everything. This is about the transformation of the world. And the angel goes on to explain. He says this about this child that's about to be born. Before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Or this child is going to be so important that even before he is born. I don't think you've ever thought of that before. Even before he is born or as a fetus, this child is going to be filled with... With the very presence of the creator of the universe. That's how important he is. And then what he'll do is he'll turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. Or what God is going to do with this child is he's going to shape and mold him into a great prophet. Actually putting him among the ranks of the great prophets like Abraham. Moses, Elijah, Isaiah, those, those guys who changed the world, who are the foundation for the Jewish faith at that time, he is going to be like one of them. And the reason God is going to use him or how God is going to use him is he's going to send him out into the world to call all people back to God. But the most important thing this child is going to do or the thing that really sets him apart in the history of the world is this. He is going to prepare the world for the coming of God. Zach and Liz's boy, John, is the one who has been chosen to prepare the world for the advent of the creator of the universe. Now the sad thing is, is we've heard this story so many times, there's no warm and fuzzies about it. It's just say, yeah, yeah, that's the way it works. Think about that. Think about being called by the creator of the universe to be the very one who prepares the world For God to show up. In human terms, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Or to try to put what's going on here in a way that that makes it a bit easier to understand in our context. What Luke is doing here is kind of like a great intro to a song. That prepares you and gets you excited to experience what's about to happen next or or for those of you who were of the younger generation it's kind of like this So for those of you who have actually heard that song, did you feel that? Did you feel the goosebumps kind of come over you? Are you now singing that song in your head? Did you see how that little intro introduced you or got you excited about what's about to come next? Or how many of you actually know that song? Oh, good. So more. I think I had one person in the last service who knew that song. Well, for those of you who that example didn't work for, because I knew it wasn't going to work for everybody, you're going to get this one. John? Now, I know at least 99% of you in this room are singing, I'm as free as a bird now. And you won't be, by the way, you won't be able to get it out of your head for the rest of the day. So what this song does, what this intro does, when you hear the intros to the song, is it gets you ready, man. You get excited about what's about to happen next. Well, that's what the Gospel of Luke is doing at this very moment by telling us, about this old couple who is about to have a child who is going to go on and transform the world. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Or this child who is going to be born with the very spirit of the living God within, inside of him has been born and is going to be trained to be the very one who prepares the world for the entrance of the creator of the universe. And you guys sit there like this is normal. This is not normal. If it's become normal, you've missed it. One of the greatest single events in the history of the world and we haven't even gotten to the good part yet. All right. Well, you guys just sit there then. All right. So now that we've kind of made our way through the intro of Luke's Christmas, which hopefully has gotten you excited about what's going to happen next, on another note, and this is kind of a completely different note, what I want you to notice about this opening and about the Christmas story as a, as a whole which is something you have to get if you really want to experience and be transformed by the reality of Christmas, is that this story really has nothing to do with what Christmas has become today. This story really has nothing to do with all the things, most of the things that we do for Christmas. In that it's not about trees or lights or families getting together and all that kind of stuff. It's not about any of that. But instead it's a story. That is intended to reveal to us. If we have eyes to see that what Christmas is really all about. Is God doing something so amazing and world shattering. That it's even bigger than God's plan to save the world through Isaac. It's bigger than that moment. And then it's even bigger than all the things that happened in the Old Testament through the prophets of old. Yeah, it's even bigger than that. Or to really understand how big this is in a modern way. Just imagine someone trying to tell you that something even bigger than Jesus is about to show up, is about to happen. Because in a sense, that's what is being proclaimed by Luke to his Jewish audience, to get them ready for the magnitude of what's about to happen next. And the reason Luke is doing this is because he wants the world to understand, not only back then, but today, that what happens next is one of the most important, significant, and world-transforming events in the history of the entire world. The world will never be the same after this particular event, because what happens next is an account or a description of the creator of the universe. The one who made and sustains all of this. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Literally stepping down out of his existence to become human. To become one of us. Come on. More on that in the next couple of weeks. Let us pray. Father, as we begin this season of Advent, our prayer is simple. Prepare us to experience you in even deeper ways. Prepare us to see that Christmas isn't what it has become but it's about the biggest thing that has happened in the history of the world. God being born into the world. You being born into the world. So you could be born again into our hearts. So Lord, during this season, open our eyes and our hearts to see and experience what Christmas is really all about. We ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.